Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to another episode of the Virgin and the Beast podcast. I'm your host, Zarina, and I'm doing a solo episode today. I'm just going to go on a little rant (laughs) by myself about being perceived, especially coming out of the pandemic and uh, the effect that the pandemic and social media has had, I think, on being perceived by others. I feel like there definitely was, at least for me, like a transition period of going back to like being around people in person and like how there's a lot of different transitional things that accompany that. But particularly today talking about people perceiving you and like your body, you know, because I feel like in the pandemic, at least for me, and I know a lot of other people who worked remotely or maybe went to school remotely, we weren't really seeing people in person, right? We weren't perceiving people. People weren't perceiving us, at least physically, like in our physical bodies, like in a physical space. Most of that perceiving also sorry I'm going to say the word perceive a lot in this episode (laughs) so take a shot for every time I say perceive or perceiving and uh, you'll be knockered by the end of this (laughs) of this episode but yeah I feel like you know we weren't really going out in public a lot so as a byproduct of that we weren't used to being perceived by others and the only way, well, not the only way, but the main way that we were perceiving our peers was through social media, you know, for better or for worse. And as we all know, social media is a fairly controlled and incomplete view of a person. And so I know that this point is kind of overstated a bit, but I think it's important to remember and continue to remind ourselves as we're constantly bombarded on social media with pictures of people looking great with fantastic makeup and good body angles and photoshopped selfies and bodies and when that's the main way that you are seeing your peers and connecting with your peers, I think in some ways it makes us hyper aware of how we are perceived by others and hyper critical of our bodies and their imperfections like body hair, skin texture, bad hair days, things that aren't really shown on social media that are still like part of being human and having a body and also different people's bodies look different and that's totally fine. But social media, you know, people aren't really showing how their skin, you know, folds over at a certain way or they aren't showing, they're maybe trying to hide their skin textures and pores with lighting or blurring or whatever. Like it's by this point, we've all, we all know that social media is, you know, curated. And so I think when we're hyper aware of how people are perceiving us, it can bring out this harsher inner critic when it comes to thinking about our own bodies and how people are perceiving you. 
especially in real life when all of your flaws are on display. I think the pandemic has added fuel to the fire with this effect of social media because it has, um, especially in 2020, it was a main way that a lot of us interacted with each other and we're not seeing each other in person and seeing those quote unquote flaws. I don't even want to call them flaws because they're not really flaws, but just, you know, parts of being human. We're not seeing a complete full picture and people's bodies in the flesh and with all of its entirety. We're just seeing kind of, as I said, curated, perfected images. And of course, comparison is an issue that's talked about a lot with social media and how it is it's harder to find and be at peace with ourselves and how we look when we're comparing ourselves to others, but it's a lot easier to just be at peace with yourself when you just accept yourself as you are and love yourself as you are. But that can be difficult when you're constantly seeing very perfected images and of people all the time. And I'm not saying that you can't work to quote-unquote, improve yourself physically in the ways that you see fit or that you like. But there's some things that you can't change or are very hard to change or are expensive to change. Everyone has their own strengths and aspects of them that make them beautiful. Uh, There's this quote, I forget where I heard it from. I think it was a Tumblr post, but it basically was saying that flowers are pretty And twinkly lights are also pretty and both are pretty and just because one's pretty doesn't mean the other isn't pretty. They're pretty in different ways. Basically that sentiment that someone else's beauty does not take away from your own. You know, you can both be beautiful in your own ways. Your existence and your body aren't in a competition with everyone else. Beauty is not a hierarchy, even if we've been taught to feel that way. I think it's more about working with what you've got instead of wishing you were something else. Because to some degree, we have been taught that our worth and our value comes from our appearance. I also heard somewhere that if you only love yourself when you look a certain way, then that's not love, that's objectification. And so that was pretty, that really kind of stuck with me because I feel like a lot of times when we place a lot of emphasis on our looks. Also, the way our society is set up, especially with women, I feel like placing so much value on our looks, you can almost start to objectify and sexualize yourself. And I just want to clarify that I do think that there's a difference between stepping into and owning your own sexuality and recognizing yourself as a sexual being if you are if you're not asexual but I think there's a a power in that but that's also part of just recognizing that that is part of who you are and it's not you know all-encompassing and you know still seeing yourself as a multifaceted person and that that is something that is a part of you but not necessarily like I think there's a difference between that and someone else when I say sexualizing, like just seeing you through that lens and just reducing your complexities down to just your sex appeal. 
or how aesthetically pleasing you look. It's one thing for other people in your life to objectify you and sexualize you, but when you do it to yourself and you start to place most of, if not almost all of your own value on how you look, that obviously is not a very healthy place to be. <laughs> Looks fluctuate and change and obviously you are so much more than how you look and you are a person living in a body experiencing life yeah sometimes I feel like we just need a reminder of that and um I think in the pandemic itself like in the thick of it when everyone was just kind of staying home and you know in their sweatpants and there was a lot more awareness about mental health and people weren't really objectifying themselves as much and thinking about their looks and caring about that. And so I think, at least for me, it was a nice break from that. Sometimes it's nice to just be, to just be existing and not thinking about how other people are perceiving you. And I think that's kind of where I was at in the pandemic for a while. And then going back and being around people more, this is kind of this always there in the back of your head reminder that there are people perceiving you and perhaps making judgments about you based on your body and that your body is no longer just for you. And these kind of reminders in your head too, when it comes to being around people, oh, I should... I need to like shave my legs more. I need to take care of my appearance more and like grooming habits and whatnot. I think, you know, those kind of slipped to the side a bit during the pandemic and now they're kind of coming back. Not to say that that's a bad thing or a good thing or anything. I think it's just like a thing and a trend and it's just interesting how, and I'm talking about things that just affect your appearance, not hygiene. So for example, like shaving, styling your hair, stuff like that, not basic hygiene things like showering, brushing your teeth, stuff like that. I know both of those kind of fall into grooming, but I'm kind of separating them and making that distinction. So I'm just really talking about things that affect your appearance. For some people, I know it like helps with their mental health and to like be in those routines and to you know, be well-groomed, but also sometimes it's nice to take a break from thinking about how you're being perceived and to just like be in your own essence as a metaphysical being, as a person in a body, a soul in a body, however you like to think about it, um, and just experience things and be experiencing life and not thinking about how you're being perceived by others. And on the other side of that, I feel like being confident in yourself and your body and the way you look and and finding alignment with your kind of when you're wearing an aesthetic or pieces that make you feel good about yourself, like that's also very, very powerful as well. And there's something also very beautiful and empowering about loving yourself for where your body is and where you're at and kind of the tenets of body positivity. And so, yeah, I think it's interesting. These kind of, I think what I was talking about earlier was more body neutrality. And then there's also body positivity and kind of where the two 
intersect and also how they're different in that, but they don't have to like, you know, it's not like they're necessarily butting heads with each other. They can both coexist and you can incorporate and follow both if you want. I found that also in different times of my life. Like sometimes I'm more in a space of body neutrality where I'm just not thinking about the way I look or I don't want to or I don't want to like wear makeup or put effort, quote unquote, effort into my appearance because I want to just be and exist and not think about how others are perceiving me. And also like with YouTube videos, sometimes I'll purposefully not put on a lot of makeup or make myself look like super done up because I am aware of how people are constantly perceiving stuff. And I don't, in a sense, want to contribute to people always seeing done up people online. You know, I want to show a more quote unquote, like realistic approach. But then also there's times where I do want to get done up and I do want to like, you know, look good and presentable. And um, also our idea of presentable, I think that's part of it is wanting to break down the concept that presentable needs to like, you need to be wearing makeup and you need to have your hair looking nice. You need to be like wearing nice, like whatever, you know, like I think being more casual is okay and like should be presentable as well. And that people should be allowed to show up as they are, whether that's more casual and dressed down or more done up, like people should be able to show up however they want to. Also, I recently posted a YouTube video with um, basically building a new wardrobe with clothes that fit me and I feel good in because I have gained some weight in the past few years. And um, that was really fun. It was a fun video to film as well. Um, And one of my friends commented and said, we're so much more than our bodies, but finding outfits that make you feel good in addition to looking good is always so fulfilling. And that was a great uh, reminder. And I just wanted to share that reminder with you guys. Also, I know this podcast is you know, more focused on sex and dating and um, that sphere of things. You know, I feel like oftentimes we can be insecure about our imperfections or flaws, especially when we're, you know, up close and naked in front of someone. And, uh, and what I've been talking about with this social media and fueling um, this sense of being hypercritical of ourselves and our bodies and those natural kind of human imperfections. I feel like that might have been kicked into high gear in the past few years, but just a reminder that, you know, when you're intimate with someone, like flaws that you might feel, imperfections that you might feel insecure about, like body hair and pimples and all sorts of little, you know, fat rolls or the way your skin can fold over in different ways, like they're normal and like, it's okay. And bodies are bodies and they have, they do so much for us besides 
just looking a certain way. And even in sex, you know, like they are vehicles in which we can experience this beautiful connection with people or a beautiful, like feeling of orgasm or, you know, there, there's so much more that your bodies can do and exist as than just something to be looked at. But even when it is something to be looked at, all those little minor little imperfections and things like don't let that stop you from connecting with someone and great sexual experiences. Um, And if you are with a partner, whether it's casual or long-term monogamous, like whatever type of situation it is, if you are with a sexual partner and they make your body feel like shit and they make you, they amplify those insecurities, then maybe you can consider not being intimate with them because you deserve better than that. Everyone deserves to have someone who can recognize that they are a human being, not a Barbie doll or Ken doll. You know, everyone deserves to be with someone who sees them as a full human with, you know, who whose bodies have little imperfections. Everyone's does. And, you know, if you feel insecure because you don't look like the influencers on social media and you aren't perfect, like even those people don't look like that all the time and in person. And they're still very beautiful humans, I'm sure, like very beautiful humans in person, but everyone has little imperfections. And if someone can't recognize that or see that, then you deserve better because you you deserve to be with someone Even if it's just a casual hookup and it's just solely based on, you know, sexual chemistry and looks and stuff like you deserve to be with someone who thinks you're hot as fuck in that situation then. So yeah, basically don't let anyone make you feel like your body isn't good enough. And if they do, then they don't deserve to have sex with you. So that's the little sex tie in there. Yeah. Thank you for listening to me ramble. I would love to hear your thoughts on this whole topic that I've talked about. So on Spotify, if you're listening on Spotify, I'll post a question and you can answer on there. If you're not listening on Spotify, but you want to share your thoughts, you can email me at heyzarena, that's H-E-Y-Z-A-R-E-E-N-A at gmail.com. Also, you can DM us on Instagram. I know it's a bit ironic plugging the Instagram account on this episode when I've been talking about social media and Instagram and um, some of its uh, shortcomings. But yeah, we are on Instagram at the Virgin and the Beast podcast. uh, So you can check us out there. Um, I don't know why I'm saying us. It's just me. I, I run the account, but I don't know. Saying us makes it sound fancy somehow. But yeah, thank you so much for listening. If you did like this episode, you can share it with a friend and maybe talk about kind of the topics discussed in here, whether it's how social media has impacted or not impacted the way that you view yourself. Um, If the pandemic, going into the pandemic and now being around people, if that has impacted, like if you've noticed a difference in, in, being perceived and how you perceive yourself or or how you navigate that. Like, I don't know. You can just 
have a conversation with your friends about it if you want to. And you can use this episode as a little springboard for discussion. And uh, yeah, that's, that's that. I hope you are all doing super well and keep on buzzing.